Praise the Lord tonight. Praise God for Wednesday night Bible study. Um, we are continuing with our study uh, that we started a few weeks back about facing and overcoming challenges. And the Lord's been speaking with us, and I, and I pray that he's been speaking to you and blessing you and encouraging you and letting you know that it's it's now a time to to succeed and to win and to prevail to come out on top to achieve to conquer to acquire it's time to do some of the things that you have longed to do that you have hoped to do that you have thought about doing um, because you can do it because you're a child of God and you have God as your helper. And so over the past couple of weeks, we've been looking at facing and overcoming challenges because the truth of the matter is that in this life that we lead, we have many, many challenges. We I don't believe there's ever a day that goes by where we aren't facing multiple challenges or obstacles, issues, things that stand in our way of our happiness, of our health, of our financial prosperity, of our peace, of our joy. There's always something, right, uh, that we are dealing with. But praise be unto God that, you know, he lets us know that we can face and overcome our challenges. And it's great to go to, to church on Sunday. It's great to have Bible study on Wednesday or whatever other day of the week you have it. Um, and it's great to, to read the word and be encouraged in, in your quiet study time with God. But God has always intended for us to win at this thing called life. So it's not about sitting in the peace and tranquility of the word being preached or read um, and feeling good about things. It's, what, it's about what happens when you get up from there, when you leave church, when you leave the Bible study, when you get up from your prayer closet. Right. What happens then? Because if the only time we can feel like winners and champions and 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 those types of things is when we're in the security of the sanctuary or our prayer closet that's not a life that is that abundant life that jesus talked about it's we have to get up from the sanctuary and then go out in this world and and prevail and overcome some things and so because we have challenges and obstacles this is speaking to us right where we live. And God is speaking to us to help us to face and overcome challenges. And so we praise God for it. We're going to pray and then we'll get into tonight's Bible study. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we bless your holy name. Yes, Father. We thank you, O God, and praise you because you are worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. And Father God, we bless you as we lift you up and magnify you tonight. 
for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy in yes. our lives. And Father, we thank you, God, that not only have you called us out of darkness into your marvelous light, but God, now you are teaching us your more excellent way. Father, lead us by your spirit. Teach us the word of God tonight. And Father, we bless you for the deposits and withdrawals that shall be made and for making us better. Yes. Glory to God. And Father, we give you all the glory and the praise for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we praise God, facing and overcoming challenges. Um, we have, right, the, speaking to my wife now, right, we have the outline out. Yes. And it's available. Um, yes, it is. Facebook and the website. Facebook and the website. Facebook and the website. So um, for those of you who've been with us uh, the entire time, um, these are just some of the notes that, you know, that, that, that we're using as part of this study and hopefully, you know, it supplements whatever notes you may have taken. Uh, for those who have missed one or more, or perhaps it might even just be coming on for the first time tonight, uh, we do have the study notes for all uh, three of the Bible studies mm -hmm. um, dealing with facing and overcoming challenges. And so I uh, encourage you to look at that and pray that it will bless you and help you um, as you endeavor on on your road to victory. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, but tonight, just want to talk about um, who we are who we are in God, um, because I think that <clears throat> too many times uh, we have, I believe, an identity crisis. Um, many people, including born-again believers, don't feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. um, they just don't. Uh, don't feel that they're worthy. They feel that they're not capable, they feel that they're not smart enough, not strong enough, not able enough, not talented enough. It's amazing how poorly people think about themselves and how sometimes and many times the thinking poorly about yourself leads you to talk poorly about yourself. True. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so as you think poorly about yourself repeatedly, it's, it, it should come as no surprise that poor words come out your mouth. You start saying things about yourself like, I'm so dumb. People call themselves dumb. Mm -hmm. People call themselves stupid. I'm so stupid. And, and, you know, and, and, and that comes because of the poor thinking of about yourself. Um, it's hard to win at anything, and especially at something as challenging as life, yeah. if you have a poor opinion of yourself. If you think that you are just little OU and, and you have no hope and all the rest of it, if you think that you're a doormat, if you think that you're a victim, then it's going to be nearly impossible for you to win uh, when the devil comes trying to, to overpower you, when he mm -hmm. comes to try to steal your joy or to steal your peace or to steal what belongs to you. It's going to be nearly impossible for you to prevail if you think that you already lost before the battle is engaged. That's true. Um, and so we have to develop a different mindset. 
And so we want to talk tonight and really just turn to some scriptures tonight about what God says about you, what God says about us. Because it's not so important what we say about ourselves. I mean, it is, especially when we're confessing the wrong things. We need to say the right things. But, but the thing is, whatever it is that you think about yourself, you should allow what God says about you to override that. Yeah. Right. So, yes, maybe right now you may not feel too good about yourself. You may not feel like a winner. You may feel like a failure. You may fa feel as if you're unimportant, that no one really cares. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're here or not and all the rest of those things. But feelings are fleeting and, and, and feelings are not foolproof. And so... Yeah, you may feel that way, but that doesn't mean it's the truth. The truth is God's word. And so what is it that God says about you? What is it that God says about us? Uh, that's what we need to focus on because that's the truth. Mm -hmm. And truth is greater than fact. And truth definitely is greater than feelings. So even though you may feel a certain way, the truth is greater than that. Amen. And so we're always searching and pushing for the greater. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how dangerous it is to um, to uh, have a poor opinion of yourself. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the children of Israel after the 10 of the spies came back from spying out the land. All 12 came back, but 10 came back with an evil report. Only two, Joshua and Caleb, didn't have an evil report. And in Numbers chapter 13, the 10 spies that had the evil report said in verse 31 that the men that went up with him said, the men that went up with Caleb said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. So first of all, they they already had this opinion of themselves that they weren't as strong mm. as the people that were in the promised land. And again, they were looking at their own capabilities and forgetting that they were people of God. And But they said, we're not as strong as the other people. How many people feel like that? That you're not as smart as somebody mm -hmm. else. You're not as capable as somebody else. You're not as talented as somebody else. The comparison game and all the rest of that. Well, first of all, that may not even be true, but who cares? Because here's the thing. The God in you is more talented, is stronger, and more capable than any person walking around on the face of the earth. Amen. But if you forget that and only look at poor little old you and start to feel as if you are on the short end of the stick, then you might start saying things like the children of Israel were saying here in Numbers 13 and 31. said, they are stronger than we. And verse 32 says, and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched. And the children of Israel, uh, unto the, I'm sorry, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. 
and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. Mm. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. So not only did they see themselves as not as strong as the people who were in the promised land, they saw themselves as small. They said we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. Notice, right, it didn't say that they called us grasshoppers, that right. they labeled us grasshoppers. It says that's how we felt about ourselves. Mm -hmm. See, they felt small. And when you feel small, right, then other people look at you and they see you as small mm -hmm. because they said we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Mm. I'm telling you, when you see yourself as a king and a priest, other people will see you that way too. And you won't grow any, you know, you'll be the same height that you are now. You'll be the same weight that you are now. Your nose will be the same shape that it is now. There'll be nothing different other than how you see yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And people will begin to see you differently. There is something about confidence that is just seen. People see it. You know what I mean? You you can be a, a, a man or woman of short stature or whatever, but people can see that you, man, you're a giant. Because they can just see that there's something on the inside of you that comes from the way you think about yourself that translates to the outside. And other people can see it as well. And so we need to work on this thing. If we're going to face and overcome challenges, we have to work on our perception of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And there's no better way to work on the perception of yourself than through the Word of God and to see what the Word of God says about you. If you're a child of God, then you should look to the Word of God to determine who you are and not to your feelings or anything else. Amen. So let's 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 just turn to some scriptures and this is in no particular order, so who 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 knows where we're going? We're just gonna follow God on this one. But um let's turn first to Deuteronomy twenty eight. Deuteronomy twenty eight um and verse number thirteen. And there it says to us, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. Beneath, if thou, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. So Deuteronomy twenty eight and thirteen says that the Lord shall make us the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. And then it says, if you will hearken unto the commandments. Now, someone will say, well, it's conditional. Yeah, it's conditional, but Jesus satisfied the conditions. Mm. So it's done. That's why it's so important to know that whatever you are, you are, you are that in Christ. Right? Mm. You are that in Christ. Because Lord knows the children of Israel didn't satisfy this condition. They didn't hearken unto the commandments of the Lord. 
we know that time after time after time, they disobeyed the Lord. They disobeyed the Lord. You get into the book of Judges. They disobeyed. God rescued them. They be happy for a while. Then they go to disobeying again. Then they be happy for a while. And they go to disobeying again. And then later when they got kings, right, starting with King Saul, right, they wouldn't obey. And then, you know, you all you got to do is go through the book of 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, and you will see. Sometimes the nation had a good king, sometimes in, in Judah at least, mm -hmm. and some, and then they had evil kings. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, the the, the the kings in Israel, the northern kingdom, were just evil, right? So we know that God's people failed at this hawking commandment, right? Mm -hmm. But Jesus didn't, mm -hmm. right? Jesus came and he fulfilled all the requirements of the law. And so any promise that is made and it was conditional, Jesus fulfilled the condition. So this promise belongs to us. Mm -hmm. And so so we can stand here and sit here and say tonight that God has made us done yeah. deal. Yeah. The head and not the tail. What does it mean to be the head? That means, first of all, you know, it depends on how you want to look at it. The head could mean you're you're out in front mm -hmm. and you're not behind, right? That you out in front. You're a leader, right? You out in front. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, you know, you're not some also man. You, 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 you leading. You, you going forward. You the head, mm -hmm. and you're not the tail. You're not the caboose. Right. You're not the low person on the totem pole. You're not the least person in your family. Remember how that's what Gideon said? I'm the least person in my family. There are too many people who talk like Gideon. Now, I'm not saying you should go to your brothers and sisters and saying, I'm better than you. I'm not saying that. But you shouldn't be thinking you're the least person in your family. You are the head and not the tail. Mm. Who says that? God says that. So if you're saying something different, you need to change what you're saying and say about yourself what God is saying about you. You're going to overcome challenges. You got to know I'm the head, not the tail. Because if I'm the head, then there's certain things that shouldn't be a part of my life. This got to this stop. Right. Not only are you the head and not the tail, but it says that you are above only and not beneath. You are above only. Above what? You above other people? No. That's not it's not telling you that, that you're above other people. Mm -hmm. But there's certain things in this life. You you you're above the enemy, I tell you that right now. Yep. You're above yep. the devil and all his demons, I tell you that right now. And you're above the, the type of things that he's whispering in your ear trying to do. Right? I love Nehemiah when he was rebuilding the wall. And he had those Sam Ballard and Tobiah and all the rest of them trying to tell him that, you know, they tried to, all kinds of things to get him to stop building the wall. Mm -hmm. And one day they went to him and said, come down and talk to us. He said, why should I come down to you? He said, why should I stop the work and yeah. come down to you? See, he knew something. I'm above you. And I'm above your conversation. I'm above yeah. all the things that you want to talk to me. I'm above what you think about me. I'm above your conduct and the things you want. No, I, I'm above that. That's what you're above. Hmm. When you're hanging around with your friends, they say, come on, let's go in the store and steal some clothes. No, I'm above that. Mm -hmm. You don't sink to that level. Someone insults you, you don't insult them back. You're above that. That's what you're above. Yes. And you don't let people pull you down. You know, they, they give you a piece of mind. Next thing you know, you arguing in the midst of Walmart on a Saturday afternoon. 
and you in there arguing with some cashier, arguing with some customer, right? And the middle is loud and everything else. And then, and then of course, you see, you know, on your way out, you see a church member, you know, and you go, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord what? You just, you just, <laughs> you just lowered yourself. You are above that. Yes. Right? You're above that. So overcome challenges. Somebody challenging you, calling you out your name, I'm above that. That's a small thing to a giant. That's what you should tell them. I'm above that and that that stuff. And that's what God has made you, right? You're the head and not the tail. Tell yourself that. Remind yourself, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. That's not boasting. That's confessing the truth out of the word of God. Amen? Amen. So we have to do that. Again, we're going in no particular order, but I want you to go with me to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Praise God, I just know someone needs to hear this one tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm sitting here with like my little miniature Bible. And, you know, it's so funny. How many of you know you need to listen to God? Even when he tells you things that seem like it doesn't matter. Now, mm -hmm. I I don't know how many Bibles I have, right? But I have this little Bible that's like, I don't even know, how, what size is this? It's like... Four by six. Four by six. And this is the Bible that I keep in my bag, especially when I go and I'm taking the bus or the train or whatever, I'm traveling, mass transit. And this is like I carry this one, four by six. And I'm I'm getting ready for Bible study, and I hear the Lord tell me, bring this Bible. And I'm thinking to myself, this little Bible. I got all these big Bibles. I got some large print Bibles. I got some regular print Bibles. I got some Bibles, you know, that you can put in your hands. You know, you feel that thing. Mm -hmm. And he's telling me to bring this Bible. And, like, I'm turning in here. And it's like, you know, it feels like it's like a million pages in this, in this thing. And why I have this Bible, I don't know. But you know why I have it? I, I mean, I don't know, but I do know. Because God told me to bring it. <laughs> yeah. <Not recent. laughs> Glory to God. And how many of you know that there are times when God tells you something and there doesn't seem to be any natural, earthly, <laughs> explainable reason why you should do the thing? But sometimes the reason why you should do it is simply because God told you to do it and you need to practice obedience at every chance you get. Amen? Practice obedience. Praise God. Uh, we got to... Let me know. The things you practice, you get better at them. Yeah. So if God just tells you to bring a small Bible, bring your small Bible. God tells you to pick up a piece of paper off the floor, right? It could be 17 pieces of paper off the floor. He tells you to pick up one of them. Pick up one. <laughs> Somebody think I'm crazy. I'm not trying to tell you. God knows what he's doing. And if he knows he needs you need to sharpen up on your obedience, he may just tell you to do some things just to get you some practice. Yeah. And don't be like Alan Iverson either. Practice. Practice. Yeah, practice. <laughs> practice being obedient. Amen. Amen. All right, so where are we? We are Second Corinthians chapter 5, right? Let's look at verse 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Somebody needs to hear this tonight and get this in their spirit. It don't matter what you used to be. You are a new creation. 
you're new, right? It don't matter if you failed at things in the past. You could have, you could have failed every course in school. You could have failed in starting a business three, four times. You could have failed trying to get your real estate license three, four times. Don't matter. You a new creation, right? You know, what does it say about the righteous man? What? He falls down seven times and does what? He gets back up again. Huh? You get back. That's not just about you falling in terms of your spiritual walk. It's falling in whatever you do. But we get back up. Right? And if you've been, if you failed in the past, that doesn't make you a failure. You're a new creation. Some of those things are behind you. You know, I love what Paul says, right? Forgetting those things that are behind. Right? And pressing forth, you know, and moving forward, right? You're going forward. Right? You press forward. You keep, you keep shooting for the mark. You, you, you keep going forward and it doesn't matter. Those things, and, and, and the devil will try to remind you of all the things that you failed at. Will remind you of all the things that didn't work. Man, the devil reminding people right now, you 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 62 years old, and he reminding you that you didn't have a date to the high school prom. And that's bothering you. Come on, somebody. Amen. What are you worried about that for? Amen. <laughs> that's so far in your rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. And I'm using that as an extreme example. Just to make the point, see, some of us are, are being captured by stuff that really doesn't matter because of the way we think about it right. and the way we then process who we are concerning that thing. And and the devil loves to tell you that you're a failure because you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And sometimes he'll bring up something that happened five minutes ago, and sometimes he'll bring up something that happened five decades ago. It doesn't matter. He doesn't care. He's just trying to get you off your game and off your mark and thinking poorly about yourself. Mm-hmm. But when those old things, when he tries to drag up those old things, you need to tell him, man, go somewhere with that. I'm a new creation, right? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's the beautiful thing about a new day every day, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It says what? When, when, when Jeremiah said, you know, this I call to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not, but they are what? New when? Every morning. Every morning morning, there's new compassions. Every morning there's newness of life. Every morning is a new day. So guess what? If you fail today, tomorrow you got a new day. I'm talking to myself (laughs) because talking to my wife before I came home. I got some things. I got to take care of the pool tomorrow. Right, babe? Yeah. I got to show how it's done. <laughs> little inside joke. Amen. That's what we do around here. Right, baby? Yeah. We show them how it's done. Absolutely. That, that's the encouragement. You going out to go do something? Show them how it's done. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. New creation. That's what you are. You ain't no failure. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't let your past define you. You get up with those new mercies on you, with those new promises on you, with that new grace on you, with some fresh matter, you know, sustaining you, and you go forward, and you show them how it's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. You're a new creation. Amen. 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 Praise God. Um, uh, let's go to Philippians chapter 4. 
You need to hear this one. This is familiar. Amen. We're talking about what God says about you, right? You're the head not the tail. You're above only and not beneath. And you are a new creation. So you are not held hostage to the things of your past. Amen. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. Familiar. We say it a lot. We don't believe it. <laughs> we just don't. But we're going to start to believe it tonight. Amen. Amen. Verse, four, verse 13, we know this. I can do what? All things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, okay, this is a scripture. It's, it's, it's very simple, very plain, often repeated, right? Get in our spirit. Tell ourselves over and over again. And we got to remind ourselves of these things. You know why? Because there's so many things we try and we fail at. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work out. And so you think, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do math. I can't figure it out. I can't. I can't. I can't. No. What? I can do what? Some things? No. All things. Now, obviously, right, unless God tells you something different, that doesn't mean you can go on the, on, on the roof of your house, jump off, and start flapping your arms, and you're going to fly like a bird. Right. Right? But that's just silliness. Okay? doesn't mean that you can walk around on all fours like a lion and start going after prey, right? I mean, so, right? We're not taught, we're not, right? I can do all things. All things that God has put you on this earth to do, you can do it. Amen? All things that God has put you on this earth to do, you can do it. All things that God put you in position to do, you can do it. Some people right now are in a position where, you know, they're moving up in their company. And they even ask for a promotion, but things have just moved. God has moved some people to the side, moved some people to the side, and you're starting to get elevated. And, and, and you're starting to doubt whether or not you're capable enough to, to be the supervisor or to be the leader. Yeah. See, Because you didn't ask for that, but yet God just moved and he graced you. And he and, and now here you are, and, and you know, I don't know if I can do this. I'm telling you, you can do it. Amen. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Now, it says I can do all things, not some. And it says through Christ. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago in, on, a sun, in Sunday, on a Sunday, that Christ is not Jesus' last name. It's his title, right? It means, right. It means the anointed one and his anointing. Um, in, in Greek, it's, it's the Messiah, amen, in Hebrew. But, I can do, but it's a title, which right. is why if you look at it, I can do the King James Version anyway. Because even though we say a lot of times, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. The Bible in King James Version says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And when you think about Christ being the anointed one and his anointing, mm -hmm. then the anointing of the anointed one is strengthening us. It gives us strength, right? The anointing removes burdens and, and destroys yokes, right? Um, but we can do all things. Right, we can do all things through Christ, so we should, you know, certainly have more confidence when we're facing unfamiliar situations, when we're facing daunting situations, when we're facing challenges. You need to know something I can overcome this, yes, I can overcome this, and it's not because you're simply trying to think positively, you're, you're thinking according to the word of God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Words are powerful, man. And we got to get these words in our spirit 
and start to allow them to transform how we think about ourselves. Yes. You are not someone who can't. You are someone who can. Yes. Amen. Uh, someone's been telling themselves just today, maybe within the past hour, that you can't do something. I can't. I can't. No, you can. Amen. You can do it through Christ. I love that one, man. You know what the other one I love? Um, Romans 8 and 37, where it says what? That we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Yeah. See, we got to know these ones, man. You know what I mean? That I can do all things. I'm more than a conqueror. See, that, that means that, you know, the challenges are coming to you and, 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 you know, you got all these things in front of you. You got all these uh, problems and issues and all these type of things, but you're more than able. That's why I love, that's why Caleb, right? God said Caleb and Joshua had a different spirit in them. Because yes. see, Caleb looked at those giants and go, let us go up at once. <laughs> for we are more than able. Glory to God. We are more than able. He didn't say we're able. We're more than able. Isn't that, doesn't that sound familiar? That we're more than conquerors? He said we're more than able. That means we got able to spare. <laughs> right? We well, just like saying I got more than enough. Somebody go, you got enough food? Man, we got more than enough. What's that saying? You can come here and eat like a pig. We'll still have some more food left over. Isn't that what that's saying? Yeah. We got more than enough. Caleb said we're more than able. Yes. That means you got ability to spare. Glory to God. So think about that. You have this challenge coming up in front of you, and, and, and you're more than able. You have, not only do you have ability, you have ability to spare. You know mm -hmm. what that means? That after you overcome that challenge, you still got some ability left to go beat up the challenges, brother and sister. Maybe not the sister, you but beat up his brother. The sister you just called hey, you don't want none of this. You're more than able. You're more than a conqueror. Amen. That means it's not even close. It's not even a close call. Right. <laughs> Glory mm -hmm. to God. And see, some of us think that we're, you know, we're just, you know, we're scraping by and all that. Nah. God has put in you, right? And, and this is what God says about you, right? That you are more than a conqueror. Now, watch this. Let's go to James chapter four. I was, I was, I was a little hesitant to put this one down in my notes, but I thought, well, I, I think God is saying this one, so I'm just going to write it down. Look at this one. James chapter four, verse number seven. It says. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So I read that scripture, and right after I read the scripture, it said, God, I felt the, the, the Spirit of God saying to me, write down that you're a demon chaser. <laughs> so how is somebody running from you? Right. <laughs> Doesn't it say that if you resist him, he'll flee? Now, he running away, but we chased him off. In other words, he came trying to start something. Right. Right? But because you submit unto God and you resist the devil, what do you do? You chase him off. You're a demon chaser. Right. So this is the whole thing. The devil messing with you. How the devil messing with you when you're a demon chaser? 
He should be running, right? But it's a key here, right? It's a, it's a process. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. <laughs> it's amazing how power begins with submission. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> See, that's why the kingdom is not like the world, right? Strength and power begins with submission. It begins with giving up. It begins with acknowledging weakness, right? Paul said what? Yeah. Therefore, when I am weak, yeah. right? When I am weak, therefore am I strong, right? The, the, the world doesn't work that way. The world where I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. No, no. See, we don't have to worry about that. You don't have to be strong so much. You just have to know you got a strong God. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. His might. It's all about God. So you submit to God, you surrender to God, you yield to God. You do things that the world calls weakness, but you don't worry about that because you understand that when you do that, God now infuses you with his power. Yeah. And now that you submitted to God, what it says, now you can resist the devil. If you were weak, how can you resist the devil? Mm -hmm. But see, the submission fills you with power and strength. And now you can resist the devil when he comes and you can chase him off. Don't, don't, don't you be running from the devil when you can chase him off. I know I've seen some movies when I was, you know, where, you know, you see uh, a father who's trying to teach his, his son not to fear the bully on the schoolyard. Mm -hmm. And he'll bring him right there because the son came home crying that he got beat up by the guy down the street or whatever, the bully. And the, and the father takes him by the hand and take him right back outside and go, uh-uh, you fighting him. Mm -hmm. you, if you don't fight him, you ain't coming home. But what is it, what's, that, what's the father trying to teach that son? No, no, no. You don't understand. He ain't nothing but a bully. He's nothing but mouth. And if you will stand up to him and not cower from him, Right, but what's he doing? He and then the boy goes and he sees his father behind him, and whether he knows it or not, he's getting strength from the presence of his father. Yes. Somebody need to hear what's going on. He, he he gets strength from the presence of his father, and next thing you know, that same bully who was beating him up, he gave him some. <laughs> That's what happened when we submit unto God. Now that devil who's been messing with you, messing with your house, messing with your marriage, messing with your kids, messing with your finances, messing with your health, messing with your peace, you go, that's it. Yes. You stand up and you resist and you chase him out of there. Why? Because you're a demon chaser. Yes. You ain't running from him. He should be running from you. I love, I, I think it was, I think it's, um, uh, what's, what's his name? What's his name out of Dallas? The pastor out of Dallas. Jake? Nah. Oh. And his son is a singer. Uh, his wife just passed. Um, Evans? Tony Evans. Tony Evans, right in his book. I think it's Tony Evans wrote one of his books. He said, you should be, he was talking about kingdom men, but I think this applies to men or to women. He said, he said, when your feet hit the floor every morning, the devil should go, oh man, he's up. Yep. <laughs> right? That's what, that's how it should be. It's not using, oh, the devil messing with me. The devil, oh man, here he come. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh, here she come. Because <laughs> they know. You don't play that. <laughs> you know who you are. 
you a demon chaser, right? Yeah. You don't come in into your own house peeking to see if the devil is, is where is he? And you go, <laughs> you better not be up in there when I get there. <laughs> Cause you a demon chaser, amen? amen. Don't let the devil be messing with you. You get him some, amen. Mm-hmm. All right, so you a demon chaser. Uh, let's stay here. So we're in this section of the Bible. Let's go to First John chapter whatever it is. I think it's five. Yes, First John chapter five. These scriptures encourage me so much, right? First John chapter five verse one says, "Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God." So if you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, then you're born of God. Mm-hmm. That's simple enough. Verse four. For whatsoever or whosoever is born of God, well, who not that the person who believes Jesus is the Christ? Yep. So that's you. So watch it says this. So whatsoever is born of God does what? Overcometh the world. Mm-hmm. Now, did I just make that up? No. Or did I just read it? Right? Read Verse it. 1 says, whoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. You believe Jesus is the Christ? Yes, yeah. I do. Then you're born of God. Okay, let's go to verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God, is that you? Yes, yeah. it is. So what do you do? You overcome the world. Yeah. I didn't just make that up. That's what God says. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And just in case you missed it, let's go to verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. <laughs> right? So do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Yes, I do. Then you're the one who overcomes the world. Yes. Come on, somebody. Come on, you're an overcomer, right? You're an overcomer. Amen. 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 You're an overcomer. Now, let's go to Psalm 23. We we um had a, had a had a sermon on Psalm 23 recently, didn't we? Yes, we did. Not the whole Psalm 23, but we were looking at uh, He restoreth my soul. Praise God. But uh, let's look at Psalm 23, verse number 4. We're going to close in a minute. Amen. But so far, we talked about thinking the way of ourselves the way God says we are, right? Mm-hmm. What does God say we are? Because if we're going to face and overcome challenges, we can't think like the children of Israel did when they went into the promised land, that they're small like grasshoppers. You can't think that you're a victim. Right. You can't think that, you know, you're un, you know unfit or you're enabled and all those types of things. You have to renew your mind on the word of God. And so what does God say about you? So far, we just covered... Deuteronomy twenty eight thirteen that God says you're the head and not the tail. That you're above only and not beneath. God says that. Amen. Second uh, Corinthians five and seventeen says you're a new creation. So listen, all those old things in the past they passed away. Amen. Your failures, your mistakes, your missteps, right? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Put that stuff in your rearview mirror where they belong and keep on trucking. As 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 uh, what's his name again? Eddie Kendrick. Eddie Kendrick. Yeah, they don't know about that. You don't know about no Eddie Kendrick. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Eddie Kendrick. I will sing, but but my voice a little dry, so I'm going to leave it alone. Um, 
Then we went to Philippians 4 and 13 and said, what? Do, yeah, we can do all things through Christ, Christ who strengthens us. Amen. And then we talked about, we touched on Romans 8 and 37. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And in doing so, we were reminded of what Caleb said after coming from spying the land. Let us go up at once, for we are more than able. I just want to say something about that before we move on. That's reminiscent of David fighting Goliath, which is part of what we've been teaching on here too. Yes. How he ran to Goliath, yes. right? So it wasn't a, oh let me let me sneak up on him when he's not looking. He ran straight to him, right? He's ready for the action. Caleb was ready to run up at once. David was ready to fight at once. Again, that's the mark of the children of God. Amen. We're ready. Yes. We're ready to take it on. Amen. But uh, more than conquerors, more than able. And then we just looked at First John um, chapter 5, verses 1 and 4 and 5, which says we are overcomers because we believe in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. That we believe that he is the Christ. So now, let, let's look at, at one or two more and then we'll go for tonight. Oh, we also looked at James 4 and 7, that we're demon chasers. Yes. Right? We submit ourselves unto God, we resist the devil, and we, he, we make him flee. Amen? Mm -hmm. We chase him out of our home, out of our marriages, out of our jobs, out of our finances, out of our lives. Amen. Glory to God. All right, so now we're in, in Psalm 23. And let's look at verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. Amen. This, you got to tell yourself, right? I'm unafraid. Glory to God. I'm unafraid. Hmm. I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil. Why? Because I'm unafraid. Hmm? You're about to take on a new challenge of the job? That's fine. You're unafraid. Hmm? You're about to, you know, you know, you're a young person, you're about to leave home for the first time, you know, come this, you know, the fall, you know, and you you're gonna start school in another state or you're going to move out of your parents' house or you got a job offer, you're a recent college graduate, oh, what am I going to do? You're unafraid. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? Amen. You're unafraid. Right? We know God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Right? But here, it's, what this is say, saying is that in the face of danger, I'm not afraid. Amen. Right? And it's not because you're a tough guy. It's because God is with me, right? But thou art with me. Glory to God. God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So he is with you. So you can go forward in dangerous situations. And it's not sometimes what if, you know what, you 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 know what, what scares us more than dangerous situations? And we find ourselves in these types of situations more than dangerous ones. It's unfamiliar ones. Right. People are so afraid of unfamiliar don't bring them to an unfamiliar place. Don't bring them to places where they don't know anybody. Boy, you want to make somebody uncomfortable? Let them be the only one in the room that doesn't know anybody. Man, they're, they're so uncomfortable. It's <laughs> so, right? Yeah. Oh, thank God for cell phone because you're going to be acting like you texting, reading, emailing, all the rest of it, but you just scared to have a conversation. <laughs> you just scared because you don't know anybody. You are in an unfamiliar place. But hear, hear, hear what God is saying. You're unafraid, amen? amen. You're unafraid. But God hasn't given you that spirit. 
And you're not and you're not receiving it from the devil. In fact, what are you doing? Submitting to God, resisting him, and making him flee and take that with him. Amen. Amen. Take your fear with you. But you're unafraid. Amen. And I'll tell you what, it is really you think about trying to tussle with someone who's not afraid. That's one of the most dangerous opponents you could ever have. Right? If you're fighting somebody who's not afraid to die, you in for a long day at the office. Right? You find you you trying to win a game against somebody who's not afraid to lose. You in for a, you in for a tussle. Mm-hmm. See, when you're not afraid, when you're not going, oh, I'm going to you know I'm going to fail. Oh, I'm going to lose. Oh, what happens if I do it? What happened? What happened? What happened? First of all, what happened? <laughs> what if it does happen? Do you think mm-hmm. your life is over? If you know you got God, it's never over till God says so. So right. what if it does happen? God's unable to restore you? So, but here's the thing. Don't be afraid, right? Because God lets you know this is the spirit that you have. Where you have God in you, you could be just like David, a man after God's own heart. And you can walk even in the midst of unfamiliar, dangerous situations, daunting situations. But you don't have to be afraid. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to react in fear. Just like when he surrounded Elisha and his servant, right, the king of Syria with all the chariots and all the horsemen and whatever, mm-hmm. and the servant go, Alas, master, what shall we do? See, he was afraid. Mm-hmm. And what did Elisha tell him? God, open his eyes that he may yeah. see. Mm-hmm. That they that be with us, come on somebody, are more than they that be with them. Yeah. Glory to God. So when you go into a hard situation, a dangerous situation, they that be with me are more than they that be with them. The greater one lives in me. Amen? Amen. You don't have to be afraid. All right. Last one. And then we're getting on up out of here. You don't have to go. Mark 10. Let's go to Mark 10. Mark 10? Yes. Let's go to Mark 10. Praise God. Now, little Bible has come in handy tonight. Mm-hmm. It may be a small Bible, but it's packed with the Word of God, so you know it's powerful, isn't it? So, Mark chapter 10, verse 27. Disciples were wondering who could get into heaven. Because <laughs> they don't know which people can get into heaven. And Jesus just said to them in verse 27, He said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Right? So with God all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And so let's stay there. And let's keep that in mind. And let's go to Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus' disciples could not cast the demon out of the boy the father had brought his demon-possessed son to his disciples, and they couldn't cast him out. And, and uh, the father said, if you can do anything, verse 22, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to the father, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him mm-hmm. that believes. So we put these two scriptures together, right? Because what? With God, all things are possible, mm-hmm. right? Um, it even says in, in another place that, 
I think it's in in, in Luke. Uh, it says, uh, "Nothing is impossible with God." In verse uh, Luke chapter one, verse thirty-seven. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. Mm -hmm. All things are possible with God. Nothing shall be impossible with God. And then it says, "What? All things are possible to who? To Special people? Nope. No. No." To those that believe. Believe what? Believe in a God who can do, for whom all things are possible and for whom nothing is impossible. So here's the thing. If we put these together, we can understand something. That we really are doers of the impossible. Not because we can, but because we're connected to the God who can. And all we got to do is believe. We can find ourselves doing impossible things. That's why somebody telling you, oh, you think you're going to graduate? You think you're going to medical school? That's impossible. Well, if you're a believer, you go, well, I'm a doer of the impossible. Right. So you're not saying anything. Do, do you understand how much that can fill you with confidence? See, see, when people say to other people, that's impossible, you know what they're saying? Listen, don't even think about that no more. Case closed. Move on to something else. But for a born-again believer, someone telling you, that's impossible. You, th you think you can buy that house? That's impossible. And you mm -hmm. go, that's exactly why I'm going to do it. Because I'm a doer of the impossible. Yeah. Because I have a God for whom nothing is impossible. I have a God for whom all things are possible. Yeah. And he told me that if I can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. So guess what? I'm the doer of the impossible because I'm connected to the God of heaven and earth. Mm. So even then, and, and again, going back to the, the story of David... People around you will try to discourage you all the time. Just like Iliad tried to discourage David. Oh, where are you and them little sheep? What are you going to be around here for? You just want to be nosy and all that. People want to put you down and tell you you can't do anything. Saul told David, you, it's impossible for you to beat Goliath. He's been a warrior from his youth. People of influence, people in your family will tell you you can't do something. It's impossible. You shouldn't flinch. That's all right. Because I'm a doer of the impossible. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Why? Because you're connected to the God for whom all things are possible. Amen. We're going to stop there. Amen. But the, the, the point is this. Get into your Bible and, and, and see what it is that the Word says about you. That's what matters. Because you can't overcome challenges if you have a poor opinion and view of yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to have a healthy, and I'm going to even go further, a godly self-esteem. And you can't have a godly self-esteem without the word of God. And in and, and getting into your spirit and getting into your heart what it is that God says you are in him. And once that gets in you, oh, you're going to be ready for these challenges. Yeah. Amen. You're going to be ready for these challenges. So, so, so all I got to say in the follow-up to the conversation that I had with my wife and I came home, the pool better look out tomorrow because I'm coming. That's all I got to say about that. Amen? Amen. I'm, a, I'm coming. And, and they're going to know that, that I came in there and I saw and I conquered. <laughs> I saw, I swam, and I conquered. Praise the Lord. Amen. So listen, I pray you're encouraged tonight. Get into the Word of God and see what the Word says about you. Amen. Uh, meditate on some of these scriptures we talked about tonight in particular, and even those that we reference and know that, amen, we're going to, you know, 
um, add this to our outline. So if you got it so far, we'll add this to it. And, and hopefully that'll help you with your study as well. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let, let's pray tonight. Father, we bless you. Glory to God. We love you. We, we honor you. We cherish you in the name yes, of Jesus Father, Christ. We thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. That we are who you say we are. Yes. And we can do what you say we can do. Have and possess what you say we can have and possess. Father, we just thank you right now that we truly can overcome all the challenges that yes, we face Father, in this life because you. we are more than conquerors. We are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, overcomers, more than able to do uh, what you have called us to do in the name of Jesus yes, Christ. Father. And Father, we just pray that you will continue to encourage us and build us up in our faith, uh, continue to encourage our hearts, O oh God, concerning who we are in you that we may grow strong in the Lord and in the power of your might, yes. and that we, God, may go forward in this earth and conquer every challenge that is before us. Father, we bless you and thank you for what you're doing in our lives as you prepare us for the battle, and most of all, prepare us for the victory. We give you praise and thanks for it all now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.